Hello, 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 hello. Hi, Saba. How are you doing? I'm going to you, homie. So, this is my best friend, Maury. Hello, Maury. I'm Saba. What's up, Saba? I'm privileged to be here today. Thanks. Thank you. Happy to have you. And on that <laughs> notice, welcome to episode, I don't even know at this point, of Thoughts of the week, except today we're going to be talking about something very serious, gender-based violence in South Africa. It's the topic that is in everyone's lives every day, some more than others. Obviously, it's, it's a very frustrating one. I had a few people like tell me why I, have, why I didn't say anything on Monday, as it was the year since uh, Nene died. I wanted to have a podcast on Monday, but like, it really couldn't happen. So, I guess we can just start off by saying, like, how did how did each of us feel when we heard of her death and passing? Maury, we'll start with you. Um, I think, like, when we first heard about it, I think everyone like felt outrage of what happened because, like. No one should ever have to go to that, especially at such a young age. Um, I remember, because what happened was, like, she went missing, and everyone was posting, like, our friend Uyinene is missing, and that went on for a while, and I remember... Just grabbing some water, sorry. Um, so, like, I, I think I knew that she was... Thus, and then when it happened, obviously, just outrage, because... Like in South Africa, men have been disrespecting and disregarding women for so long. For me, it was like I I, I remember one of my mates, he one of or one of my friends, he was close with her per se. And I remember as soon as he posted it, I just sent him a message. I'm like, I hope he gets found. And then he said, So does he. And then it just kept on building and building. And then I think oh I think like the the week after I was like no, something's going on. And then when they finally announced it, I was like, okay, what the hell? And it was, it was one of those things where, like, it brought the nation to a stop. And I was, it was, it was like very shocking for say, because, like, at the age of 19, you go to the post office and you get murdered and raped, which is fucking horrible. So, well, what are your thoughts on it? How did you feel? <sighs> okay. So, I know that it's going to sound um, really harsh putting it like this, but what happened to Uyanene is just absolutely heart-wrenching, but it is the reality that women in South Africa face every day. And the way I felt, I was writing prelims, I think, and our, our exams were... Um, uh, halted because of the protests that occurred shortly thereafter because of realizing that she has become another victim. Um, the reason why Iyanene had such an emotive response in all women in South Africa is because she spoke to the most popular narrative of South African women. She was a young woman, beautiful. She was a um, a woman of a different race than I am. Um, she was studying. She had so much going for, and she did an everyday 
act, which was going to the post office. And she didn't know that it would be somewhere where she assumed she would be safe and ended up being the place where her life was taken. And that evoked such an outcry from all women in South Africa because we shouldn't have to feel unsafe doing everyday tasks, going to the post office, um, taking public transportation, going to the bank, even using a public bathroom. Um, But women everywhere, I can speak out of experience, I clutch my pepper spray and my keys in my hands everywhere I walk, even if it's 100 meters from my house. Um, Mm. Every time a car drives behind me at any hour of the day, I freeze up and I stop what I'm doing. Um, You hear these stories and you put the names to the faces and you put the the faces to the places in our city and in our country. And every time it's just another person that's fallen and you think like, when is it going to be me? You know, I think, um, yeah, that was really bad. And like what you just said about the pepper spray, I remember before um, what happened to Ian happened, I remember there was a girl in my building who used to ask me to walk her to the library, which is like, yeah. it's like a hundred meter walk, maybe a little more. And I remember thinking to myself, or I even said it to her, I think I said it to her because she had pepper spray. And I was like, um, her name's Emma. And I was like, Emma, it's not like, it's not that bad. And I study in Stellenbosch, which is pretty safe. And I was like, it's really not that bad. Like, I just didn't think it was as bad as it was. And now, obviously, looking back at it, it's crazy that she felt, felt that fear. And myself as a man felt no fear walking 100 meters down the road in the middle of the night. I was about to say the reason why, like, you see it from your perspective is so different. It's because you're a man yeah. in mm. South Africa. And I was reading some articles uh, recently and like even I think Becky Chele or something regarded the stats of um, GBV. And I think it was something like a number of 89,000 cases during lockdown of GBV, gender-based violence, um, sorry, uh, sexual assault, and um, uh, inevitable murder. And a lot of these incidences occurred in your own home front and by people that the victims knew, like known acquaintances yeah. or mm. members of society that they trusted inside their homes, you know. And it's, it might sound silly, but carrying pepper spray to the library is actually like, for some women, it could mean the difference between putting up a fight and living or becoming another name on the wall you know what i mean 100 percent. i think it's with everything like even when a woman wants to phone you and speak on the phone while they're walking home from somewhere or if they don't want to uber alone it's just little things like that that like men would take for granted and you don't quite understand i think until you read about some of the stories i think it gives women a sense of security like as you said with the phone call or at least talking to someone while they're going it gives them a sense of safety is what i would assume 100 percent. like it's it's kind of like a a visor that you put over your eyes and shield yourself from like the actual reality like oh maybe for this moment if i'm on the phone i can pretend like it's something chilled when it's not actually just me trying to fight for my life because of a possible um a moment of life and death 
I think it's also very significant in South Africa because of the massive poverty that we face, um, especially in the rural communities. And if you look at the stats, most of these crimes occur in the rural, lesser educated kind of communities. And that speaks volumes. You know, 100%. I think it, I think it has to do with like men in those communities have no respect for women and um, Liz, I know you wanted to speak about this, but I think it, a lot of it stems from the culture that men have in those kinds of communities yeah, where they feel does. entitled to a woman's body or to comment on it or whatever, or just disregard yeah. the fact that a woman is still a human life. Because, like, it, it, it's frustrating on the one hand because from a cultural aspect, you, you, if you go to your rural areas, you can see this actually happening in the way they, 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 they discuss about women, the way whenever Wynn Park walks by, there's a stare. I swear, I remember last year in Cape Town, I was with one of my cousins, and I think, yeah, she was like 13 or 14, and then she told me, like, nah, um, yeah, we'd gone, to the, we'd gone to the beach, per se, and I remember there was this one guy, you know those, like, security guard guys or whatever you call them at a beach or something? Yeah. The... Uh, security like the car parking oats. yeah yeah those are so like um you, you had to like pay five rand to go to the toilet right so then i give the five yeah. rand and i'm waiting and then like my um she, my cousin comes back and she's like that man is giving me weird vibes and then me and my cousin we go talk to this man we find out that this oh is like what 18 right and he's talking to my cousin like that like flirting friendship meantime my cousin is 14 like and at that moment for yeah. me it was like it's like what the what the what the hell is this? How can you be talking to a fourteen year old like that? There there is no there's yeah. no what generally frustrates me is like there is no like w- the, the reason why why talk to a woman like that? Like I don't know why. That's that's a question I always see myself asking. Why why why? See, but there's no reason asking why if you there was this very significant thing that I remember. Um, my dad saying to me once, because um, I've started carrying pepper spray around with me ever since I was 12, 13 or something. And it was at some point really, really severe because I was being followed home every day as a primary school kid in a school uniform with a drag along bag all the way up Clurfneck by this one particular homeless man. Um, and I could tell he was homeless because I occasionally would walk past the area where I could see him lying in the middle of the street, sometimes like exposing himself to everyone. And the, the, the daunting attitude that this man evoked and like just portrayed was just terrifying. And I didn't know what to do. I thought I was being overdramatic and I never told anyone about it until I was a teenager. And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't like walking anywhere alone. Can you please walk with me? And people think it's it's silly or it's over over exaggerating or overreacting when usually like a lot of a lot of the trafficking schemes occur with people that just watch you. Um, stalking can sometimes be from the most like close up close um, uh, perspective. And things like that. It's, you know, it's it's pretty fucked. Yeah, it's, it's just 
like my dad, I have a younger sister and my dad is always like, if we're in a restaurant, my dad has always made myself or my brother or a cousin go with my sister to the bathroom so that she's not alone. He's done it like our whole yeah. life. And obviously as a man, I still like didn't understand it. And now I do it religiously because it's just like men have no respect. Men will do it. Men, a man will rape a girl in her own house. A man will rape a girl at the post office. A man will rape a girl wherever. Like there's nowhere where a yeah. woman can like what happened in, in that restaurant. Oh, do you, uh, that do you guys remember off. what happened a that few years ago off. with the video? With that, with that white video girl, as well. Not to be racist. Yeah, with the little white girl. Yeah, the the man walked into the bathroom and violated her, and then carried on with his life as if he had just done. Yeah. something that he was accustomed to doing shocking it's like and she i i remember reading about it and the investigator or the detective or the pedi- pediatrician or something the child psychologist i can't even remember who but someone stated she's too young to understand what happened to her but she's old enough to ha- to carry this with her for the rest of her life you know, and I think she was about, like, four or five. Yeah, she was very young. And it was just it was just going to the bathroom. Having a, a casual lunch or... Oh, that's spur. Um, yeah, that's spur. Yeah. That's and crazy. Like, there was, that restaurant must have been, like, relatively full. There's a lot of people there, and the guy still just, like, did it. He, he thought he'd be safe. He no thought he'd be safe. Yeah. How scum oh, South African men are. You know, another thing that pissed me off, right? You know how in the beginning of lockdown, like at the very beginning, uh, gender-based violence, well, from report statistics had gone down, right? And then I think everything changed when Terokhofatso uh, Puleng, you know, the, the, the eighth, she was eight months pregnant and she got murdered by her boyfriend. Like, from yeah. what? It, it, the, and she was hung, the, eh? Yeah, they found the hanging the tree. There must be something. And then the influx of lynchings in America as well that started occurring. That's why there was so much poignant like attention towards it because it was the most direct conversation in in two completely contrasting countries happening at the same time. It was the exact same thing. And it's 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 frustrating on the one hand because like it really just like the, the thing that gets to me, right? Like Every day, like okay, so Elena died a year ago, correct? On Monday, it was mm-hmm. a year yeah. ago. Every day, uh, every day we hear of someone getting someone getting murdered, and those are just case, those are just reports that are found. What about the ones that are not reported? What about the harassment that isn't reported? It it really like just it pisses me off because if you think about yeah. it, right, the the. The like someone in someone actually has to have the power to go to the police and report it. And oh, don't give me a story, but like you're in let's say something, let's say you go report, you go report what happened, correct? And then, for instance, the, the, the you, you, um, your, your case will just be held and it'll just be prolonged for so long, for so until long. it gets brushed under the rug because it's become too far down the priority list. Yeah, essential. That, that's it. And the South is... African law system is based on a very patriarchal, racially biased system. Yeah, um, it is. 
which is also a really big issue that, you know, is a completely different topic to talk about in your podcasts. Um, but the fact of the matter is, <laughs> I mean, men get prosecuted and then leave the courthouse the same day with a chip on their shoulder, but like just a pat on the back at the same time. Or they never even make it to the courthouse. Most of the time, these men stay out and can be a capable of like staying in their homes, staying in the areas, and so on and so forth. And no one else would be like no one would be any wiser because of South Africa's um, uh, law or something like that, stating that um, your neighborhood doesn't have to know about sex offenders. Sex offenders. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that's that is definitely the like a huge issue is that these men literally can rape someone and the victim um just because of the way that the law system has let them down the victim won't report it or might be afraid to report it because she knows nothing will come out of it and then you have a rapist literally walking free and many cases where the victim is too scared to even speak about what has happened, now he can continue doing it to other women, and that is scary. Yeah, I had. A, I, I mean, this... it's lifelong trauma. It is irrevocable lifelong trauma. That's disgusting. I got a statistic, right? A stat that that said in a study in 2018, 2018 to twenty nineteen, 39%. Of cases of of her sexual harassment cases in the workplace were not reported. Like, I can't fathom not being able to tell someone what happened. But it's way. also because eighty percent of uh, workplace environments are run by men. Like there was this case study that I read about for a presentation once in L'Oreal stated a cosmetics brand tried to make uh, a cosmetics advert, and the actual like information where it usually says this is the skin tone or this is the composition of the lipstick they put stats about um workplace environments being run by men versus women especially in body corporate kind of uh systems and it's shocking like it's it's genuinely shocking the representation is so below what you would think it would be yeah but I also think, um, Liz, what you said about people not reporting it, I think since, okay, since like the whole uproar of this, I think that there's a lot of girls or women who look back at like past experiences that they might have felt uncomfortable in, but at the time never called it sexual assault or rape or anything like that. Because mm. mm. of it being normalized. Yeah, because it's so normalized, like. It's unbelievable. I don't know a single girl who's never been catcalled before. I don't know a girl who's never been, like, basically sexually harassed. It's unbelievable. Do you guys want to know the... No, no, no. Do you guys want to know the first time I ever felt sexually um, objectified? How old I was? Yeah. Yeah. I think I was seven, walking with my mom. And it was in a shopping center and we walked past a ticket booth and someone pinched my bum. Jesus. Jesus fucking Christ. Seven, eight years old, man. 
Yeah, that is. And it's like, oh, they're they're trying to add, uh, add, like they adore you because you're so cute. You're such a sweet little girl or something. No, don't coddle or like normalize it or justify it. It's fucking gross. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that is the other problem. Like you always see people saying. Like, what's so bad about catcalling or whatever? It's a compliment. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's harassment. Because as soon as I switch it on you, like, if you walk past me and I gaze and make a comment about your ass, then all of a sudden guys are so uncomfortable with it, but they're perfectly fine doing it to females. Like, locker room talk. uh, There's no way. I mean, I'm pretty sure most of the... Because I went to a very strict Afrikaans school. Um. I can tell you 100% the representation of open sexualities and non-binary um, people uh, were completely undermined. But also the stigma around being a gay man in South Africa, you know, the words like the M word and things like that. It's just it's it almost admonishes you for something you have no control over. Yeah, 1000%. It's just the culture and the way things are here. And like, you can post and be anti-GBV and say that gents should do better. But like, no one's going to know a rapist or whatever men in this country aren't going to change without consequence. Like, they're not going to change because I posted about it on my Instagram. Or they're not going to change because they read a story in the news. These men, these monsters are going to keep doing what they're doing until there's proper consequences yeah Lisa, what about you they're not scared it's, at all for me like that the law has to be stricter homie because that it has it has there has to be harsher harsher sentences now i always conflict myself i don't know like should the death penalty be brought back like <laughs> there has like i know i know it sounds funny and shit but there has to be some some point where the law put their foot down because I saw Sumizi post something, and I'm not a massive Sumizi fan or whatever, but he was like, yo, like, so Mr. President, like, um, with, with the, uh, he banned, he banned alcohol again, then why can't he be so strict and up for it when it comes to gender-based violence? Because, yeah, like, both <laughs> can try hard, but as, if there aren't any consequences, if, if, if a rapist, per se, has no that there that there are no repercussions for your actions. Why stop? And that's the harsh reality. Why stop when not, when nothing's going to stop you? Yeah, and the lack of response. You know, like there's this funny term called slacktivism. It's like yes, um, His Excellency Ramaphosa rocked up at our protests last year in Cape Town at Parliament, and he stated all these things. And yeah, he's adding funds from the relief fund for corona to the um victims of gbv but where are the actual constitutional adjustments being made where are the perpetrators being held responsible for their actions and not just being written about in news 24 articles you know what i mean Mm. like do your damn job (laughs) one thousand percent um I also think, like, just police, like, when you hear about some of the, like, victims who've reported it to police, or you listen to, um, there was a girl who was murdered by a boyfriend, like, last week, Kwasa, who yeah. spoke to... Yeah, she was the person that organized Uyanene's protests. 
yeah well she spoke to the family of the boy and like his mates and everyone and it just shows like the culture of protecting the man because then everyone's like oh yeah but just stay with him so that he doesn't do anything or um stay with him to keep you safe but like that's the opposite of what he was doing in the first place exactly it should not be like that at all everyone should like rally around to help her and like sort him out because it's his issue not hers yeah victim shaming is pretty messed up as just the fact that it's something that people can recognize um like this for instance in this woman's and man's um uh, instance his family and his friends knew it and she reached out for help and they said we can't do anything just to keep yourself safe stay yeah how can you try to commit suicide yeah you did after you killed her yeah very cowardly no it's pathetic you don't want to face the law that that is pathetic i mean each person has their own demons quite frankly um no one no absolutely no one no one can try and get away with sexual assault and just think they can cheat their way out of it but also if like resorting to suicide that kind of mentality that loss of resources um you know there are deeper things cooking with that man that should have been addressed way way long ago before she lost her life yeah and the fact that the society around him recognizes it and did nothing, that shows you that they failed him, they failed her, and we failed her. 100%. Um, I just want to ask, like, as a woman, so after what happened to Kwasa, a year removed from mm. Uinene, do you think, mm. like, when you walk around the streets or when you're at a party or wherever, do you think that things have gotten better, like, in any way? Oh, hell no. Yeah. I can be out with my boyfriend, um, obviously uh, pre-corona. We can be out. He'll go to the bathroom. Literally in a split second, someone walks past my table. They'll try and chat me up or buy me a drink. And sometimes Oaks just don't take no for no. Like they don't take it as an answer. Mm. It has happened so many times where one of my friends had to swoop in and say they were my boyfriend because of a guy literally not taking no as an answer and essentially almost forcing them onto you. Like, I remember so many times a catwalk in Stellenbosch where I'll go wait for my friend at the bathroom and there's a long line, so you have to get out. And that bottom section where the bar is in the bathroom, it is notorious for men preying on the women that come out of the bathroom and then try to work their way into her pants. Like, that happened to me at least three times on one night. That is... And I was with people. That is disgusting. Yeah, well, I mean, like, rape culture and toxic masculinity and everything is bad in this country. But in Stelis is also, like, it is very bad. Like, 
it's on another level of studies. This, this, especially the whole level. excusing the Buddha because it's traditional. Yeah, but it like, is, yeah, it's unbelievable the way they hide behind calling it tradition. Like, I once saw um, one of the reses, and it was an all male res, and they surrounded three girls, and they were like singing and chanting and doing like a war cry or whatever. And that, that's harassment. That is harassing women because they didn't do it to men, they only did it to women. That's harassment. And then, like, if you think about how uncomfortable those girls must have felt, but then everyone just hides behind, oh, yeah, it's a tradition. It's been going on for hundreds of years or whatever it is. So we're going to keep doing it. Or don't be be a a party pooper or don't be the source and complain about it. It's, It's shocking. It is horrible. But, yeah, I guess the only way to get, like, changed is for consequences to come from it yeah Mm. have you guys as men ever experienced like have you guys ever seen the difference in how people treat you in comparison to women like obvious all the time i said like i always say to my friends that like when i'm in stalys and i go out i can walk home by water i can walk home like and nothing will happen to me i always know nothing will happen to me but there's not a single woman in the whole country who can walk home at two in the morning and feel completely safe. Mm-hmm. So we tried to walk to my friend's flat um, that was probably 400 meters away from where we were in studies, and we had to order an Uber. Yeah, that's like it. Mm-hmm. I've been walking with like Liz. Um, okay, I, I don't want to say her name on this thing, but I was walking with a girl once, and we walked past a security guard and like. I think a KFC employee or someone and they were on a break and they were standing outside a corridor and it was a black guy and a colored guy and the girl I was walking with was white and he said to me in Kosa because obviously she wouldn't be able to understand it and he said to me don't you want to give me your girlfriend for 15 minutes and I'll sort her out what fucking disgusting it was I'll sort her out it was the most shocking thing Pig. I've ever heard like ever Pig. And I just took cut her. his fingers off, cut his dick off. Fuck, that's disgusting. It was, and I just took her and I moved to the other side of the streets. And she kept asking, like, what did they say? But I was in so much like shock that they said it. You couldn't bring this up. Yeah, to say. and I was right there. I was just like, do, when, like, when do you, where do you stop? Where's their line? Like, when are you owes? There's nothing women can do. If they walk alone, they'll get harassed. If they're with a man, they'll get harassed. If they're wearing long pants and whatever they'll get harassed you know i once walked with sweatpants like actual baggy sweatpants and a hoodie with my slops i looked like trash i was i think 15 16 and i went to go buy some snacks from the corner shop near my house dude when i tell you like seven the of the parking oaks the homeless old men especially the old men oh. and a guy in the sh- in the shop tried to chat me up or, or whistled at me and what i hate is when men find the audacity to try and say to you oh mommy or oh sissy come here yeah like... <laughs> no it's um it's shocking and nothing is changing it's every year or every week or every month then men all say let's do better um we're gonna change Fuck all changes call your rapist friends out or whatever 
nothing has happened. Literally nothing. And there's, there's a lot of people that I see like posting about GBV and all of that. And I'm like, dude, you're literally friends with someone who I know has sexually assaulted another person. And I know you know as well, but here you are. You're still friends with them. You haven't like put, put them in check or anything. So, yeah. Like, if there's one thing I can respect about, like, Maury, it's the fact that if I'm ever out of check, he'll tell me. And, like, I know mm-hmm. the one day if I mess up, he'll, he'll put me in place. Like, I can respect. He, he's respect, one of my closest friends. Well, so, anyway. I'll call, I called out my own friend's friend, a guy that I didn't even know, because he said something like, um, act like from Throne Swan as a joke. And I was like, how can you in the current climate of South Africa as a young privileged white Afrikaans man say that like how dare yeah. you and then he said it's a joke why are you so sensitive it's really like there was last year when the protests were happening after what happened to Yinene there was a lot of people that obviously I don't speak to now, I don't associate myself with, who were making jokes about GBV. And I was like, okay, well, if you, ha- if you can make a joke about it, like right after what has happened, you're a different kind of scum and I don't want to be associated with you. And Genuine. I think until... Also the culture in privileged Afrikaans private schools all boys schools like yeah i was gonna say let's oh. let's say all boys schools definitely all, all boys, boys schools, schools. it is it's shocking like the locker room chats um and then it just like i I went to an all boys school and you just get like mm. excused like everyone's just like oh not okay it's just boys being boys it's just boys speaking as boys it's just words but that's how it starts. It starts as just words and then someone's... And then it becomes actions. Yeah. And then it becomes much worse than just actions. It becomes irre- irreparable damage. The, my friends, my guy friends that went to private schools, the closeted and even overt um, homophobia and sexism, misogyny, uh, all of that that happens on the down low and that gets like excused for it just being boys being boys like it's 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 genuinely an atrocity um and all boys schools i mean uh, correct me if i'm wrong but the hostile uh, initialization uh, orientation or initiation is usually probably the most brutal one and it's usually of like a dominating um, attitude towards the person that's being initiated. And then the guys, my friend told me one of the guys would literally say, beat it like a bitch, beat it like a bitch. Yeah. And stuff like that. Um, Yeah, no, it's shocking. It's pretty bad. Um, I can't speak to like, like saying beat it like a bitch. But I can definitely say like the sexism and um, objectification of women in all boys schools is shocking. And it's like such a big culture and it goes so unnoticed until you think back at it. And then you're like, that was pretty like fucked up. Mm. But yeah. 
I guess you can't really so now we're gonna so like okay yeah. so we're gonna talk about that what what about okay this is gonna be a bit controversial but what about those those that are falsely accused like falsely accused how do, how do you how do we like reconcile that because that's been a slight thing that's been on my head dude if you see I actually sorry you thought can go about on. that once before sorry 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 uh, I thought about that once before and um people that actively try to ruin a reputation of someone just to kind of jump on the cancel culture pity train and cancel culture kind of thing it that's also pretty sickening like that's a person's life if they're innocent like what happens way too often in america as well as with um well i can't say as well as a lot of boys in South Africa because I can say a lot of boys not men are usually culpable to their actions yeah but you get it all the time in America and it's literally sometimes people that can get put onto death row or death penalty in certain states because of just one false allegation the the the, the slight problem I have with cancel culture per se is that anyone can make an anonymous account and yes, 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 I say go for it. But the problem I have is you can make an anonymous account and just put it out there. Put it out there and just put someone else's out someone else someone else's life like in jeopardy because yeah. they didn't do something you wanted them to do. That's the one problem I have with it. But that is the one problem. So if you but if you if you look at um the false accusation numbers versus how many are true. It's such a small yeah. ratio. It's such a small thing, especially in South Africa. It's such a small number yeah. that, like, you can't. It's kind of like derailing to be like, oh, but there's also false allegations. Mm-hmm. I think we need to focus on the rape culture, getting more, um, more people jailed, the normalizing and perpetuation yeah. of it. Yeah. Yes. Before you try and speak about the false allegations, because like. Think about in South Africa in the last week, how many girls have we had raped and murdered and how many false allegations have you heard of in South Africa? Not that many. I mean, out of the 89,000 that were convicted and reported, it was most likely one person that reported a sexual like deed that they misconstrued because they wanted to jump onto the train but that does not invalidate the other 88,999 women because it's specifically women, femme, queer, um, non-binary victims due to the fact that it is gender-based violence. It's because you're a woman or femme in South Africa, that you are being targeted and raped and murdered. Mm. Yeah, so I have... Well, obviously, I pity people who, like, are false alligated, but that's not an issue in South Africa, especially. understand that. Thank you. I think that'll help me better. Like, in general, what... Now we're going to go. So, what, in general, do you think needs, needs, needs to change? Like, I know we I know we hear this all the time, but what can we do better? Your honest opinion. Like, well, let's say 
legislation, let's say they would change something tomorrow. What needs to be done? Immediate action and consequence, as well as termination and availability of sexual harassment perpetrators and sexual assault perpetrators, such as what was promised to us last year. Yeah. That never happened. Well, I think the big thing is we need to know, like, the list needs to be made available so that we can know who the rapists are. Because right now they walk, like, Liz, they look exactly like you and I. A girl can't tell the difference between myself and a male who rape her. Um, I also think if you, for example, what happened with Chekho Fatsopule, I think that that guy... And I don't know if you guys agree, but I think that he deserves the death penalty because that guy's the absolute worst kind of human being. Mm-hmm. And how, however long he's going to be in jail for, I don't think will fix him. Especially the way the there, there's something nothing wrong can, with the person. There, there's something nothing wrong can with fix the doing that to someone. When, when, like when, there's no way to ever justify it. You kill an, a child and the woman, like. The child's not even born yet. That, that's, that's, that's like, there is something wrong with you. Like, that cannot be fixed. Like, yes, jails are supposed to rehab people, but there is something wrong with you if you do that. Yeah, jail wouldn't fix you. I also can't imagine being the father of a daughter and the person who kills my daughter or rapes my daughter goes to jail and essentially my taxes are paying for his livelihood now. Like, that just, I wouldn't be able to sit with that either. For me, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I raised a son like that. You would be? Because, I mean, your first home, your first home, you are carried by a woman and brought into the world by a woman. And you commit a crime against humanity when you disempower and murder someone that literally is significant in the perpetuation of humanity and of this human race and the fact that she was pregnant dude like fuck like what kind of a sick twisted mind does that like yeah the the like the nature in which these are carried out is it is sickening like do you guys was it was it last week or the week before where um, the, 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 that child was raped by your own uncle. That 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 mm. pissed me off. No, that one pissed me off. That happens. It was disgusting. That happens so much in. I don't want to speak for all cultures, but I know specifically in black culture, where an uncle or a father or someone really? will rape a child, and then if it's not if that child thing. wants to speak out or whatever, the family will protect the man. The family will very much say, like, why yeah. are you lying? Or what's wrong with you? Or what did you do? Don't speak out. Yeah. I feel as though... The, the or even worse. They can't believe it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Some of these some of these bastards are sickening. Like, imagine, like, there, there, there must be something within them to switch. Because you can perceive... Like, they must be... Um, they must give an image of themselves as a, as a good uncle or something. But... It's disgusting. Like, the... Oh, fucking hell. Like, so it, there it, is... No, 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 um, there have been... One, two... A mother. Two, three, four... 
five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen in the past seven days. Yeah, that's and the <laughs> cases Sorry. reported as being such as Mpumalanga police officer has been arrested for the rape. Um, another woman's body has been found in the sugarcane fields. Um, police have not ruled out the possibility of a serial killer. Um, uh, shot by a police officer, thrown in the back of a van and taken to hospital. Yeah. Like... Oh, that, <laughs> that one as well, man. Like, what? The, the, there has to be something wrong with the... It's it, it, there's something wrong from the from the ground upwards because as a police officer, surely like something like is it the training? Is it there, there's so many questions when it comes to this man. Um, I think well, if you guys are speaking about the boy who had Down syndrome, right? Yeah. Yes. So in his case, definitely, police need to be better trained. But also, um, I know that in in rural areas or poorer areas, people see disability as like like a, a, joke. a joke. Yeah, like a joke. Like Oz would have joked about him being Down syndrome, made shocking jokes. They would have made him a Popeye. Yeah, they would have made him a cartoon. And that's that's why um, those police officers felt okay with shooting him, just tossing him in the back of the van, driving off, dropping him off the hospital, because they don't respect mm. people with disabilities the same way they don't respect women. Because it's kind of perpetuated socially Yeah, that it kind of makes it okay to do that professionally, which is even more of a problem, and that's a whole different problem on its own. Yeah. Okay. Now, discussing all of these factors, right? With everything we've discussed so far, do you think next year will 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 there be a different South Africa? I don't think so. I think this thing's going to ultimately is because, as I said previously, every year there's something that brings the nation to a standstill, and fuck all happens. Yeah, I mean, Corona happened simultaneously with um, His Excellency Ramaphosa, as you have to refer to him by, um, releasing the 19,000 prisoners for the safety of the prisoners from Corona. Um, I think in a year's time, you know, yeah, I I don't see us changing unless the way that these like rapists and rape cases are treated changes. So if that doesn't change, then we'll be in the exact same spots a year from now, 100%. There has to be a systemic as well as systematic change. Mm, I can agree with that. And um, yeah, that's the only way to change it because men clearly aren't going to change. They don't care to either. Like, in all honesty, I, as I said, I don't think there has to be there has to be something drastic. Like there has to be a massive change. I'm not saying like in terms of um government or something, but in terms of the implementation of these laws, there has to be 
new legislation, new acts, something that sets out, okay, you've done this, this is mm. your time frame. If you're found, because the way it works now is, right, most cases, the lack of evidence, because let's say, for instance, yeah, let's say um, a woman gets raped tomorrow, but then she only finds the courage to report it a month later. The evidence is gone. That there has there has to yeah. be a time frame, a, a wider time frame to allow a victim to come forward. Yeah, I I think it it should also have to do with like I've been to a police station and if I was a victim of any like kind of attack, I wouldn't. It's not the first place I'd want to go. It's not the most inviting place. It doesn't seem like an enjoyable experience. So if you can imagine, like if you get raped. You wouldn't want to go to a police station, also, especially with the stories you hear about yeah. what they say. Also, South African police literally will laugh at you in your face. Yeah. Um, my friend's friend went to report sexual assault by a domestic partner, a domestic abuse by a partner. And it took them a few weeks before they had any response. She was living in fear this whole time. Because the SAPS just don't care. It it's it, unless it 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 benefits the cops. It won't necessarily benefit you to just go report it. Like, quite frankly, if you go to a hospital, you'll get much more response and <clears throat> action to rectify the issues. And a hospital is also psychiatrically pre- supposed to prepare nurses and paramedics to consult rape victims and sexual assault victims so you know that's my two cents on that yeah well so. what would be great is if um men could just stop raping women that would, that would be the ultimate goal and the world would be a better place so, a uh, final thing, if you could have a message for South Africa in a way, what, what would you say to them right now? Stop supporting the patriarchy. Call out your friends. Yeah, call out your friends. Call out your friends. That's it. Call out your friends. Mm. That's and it. that's it, basically. Uh, thanks, to, thanks to Saba and thanks to Mori for joining me this week on Thoughts of the Week. And it's been a pleasure having all of you and uh, thank you guys so much. Thank Thanks you. for having us. It was awesome. Thanks. Cheers, man. Cheers.